I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where almost every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you all so much for listening. And this week I said we almost every week do the other thing because we're going to completely go off the walls, change it up this week. I'm trying something totally new. It is episode 84 and I and I am talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I'm rolling solo this week i wouldn't have minded doing it with a guest but i wanted to get it out while the movie was topical and i just didn't have time to set something up after i saw it as it is it is fucking late tuesday night when i am getting this podcast ready to go live tomorrow morning i've never been this up against the time bar thing for an episode of the show but god damn it you people listen to the show and support it and you deserve a podcast and come hell or high water that is what you're going to get this episode is different than most if you're new to the show thank you for listening and checking us out welcome aboard We have got 83 episodes about gaming in the past, just sitting there waiting for you if you're new, Uh, unless you're new on Spotify, then for some fucking reason we only have like 40 because it's Spotify, but anyway, um... So this episode is going to be completely different. The rambling at the beginning might be a little bit longer. And frankly, the bonus point or the the meat of the show after the break where I tell you guys about, uh, in this case, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie might be a little shorter than it normally is when I sit down with one of my buddies and review a game. But I felt like trying something new. I really wanted to talk about the Sonic movie. Quite frankly, it deserves to be talked about. And so if you're not interested in any of that, maybe come back in seven days for episode 85 when we're telling you about a game. Or better yet, go back and listen to episode 1 through 83 where we'll tell you about all kinds of old video games. But if you want to hear about the Sonic movie and you want to hear me rambling about video games and old video games and current video games and all kinds of stuff, hang around because we're going to talk about a whole bunch of shit right now. Oh, yeah, and this is going to be spoiler-free. Minus me mentioning some Easter eggs that I noticed, but no plot giveaways, nothing to do with the story really or anything like that. I think this is going to be pretty harmlessly... Spoiler free. Uh, So if you're disappointed by hearing about what Easter eggs might be in the movie, uh, then you might want to skip the Sonic part of it. But again, there'll be no context involved. I'm just going to point out some stuff that I noticed. And I'm not even that big a Sonic fan, so I may not have noticed everything that's actually out there. Okay, So that's what's coming in a little bit. Before I get into any of that, I got lots that I want to talk about. There's almost 
almost going to be like a, a regular, uh, like one of our rambling episodes we do over on the Patreon, except it's going to be just a regular week episode. And speaking of the Patreon, congrats to Joe Buck. He is the winner of February's Patreon Profit Sharing Prize Draw Giveaway. Uh, Joe has been a supporter of the show since day one. He's a friend of the show. He's a buddy. And he is the winner of a $25 PlayStation Network gift card courtesy of Remember the Game and our Patreon. So, Joe, congratulations. Uh, I know I plug it every month. It's I have to. It's kind of a job now. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. It's only 2 bucks a month. And in addition to getting a shout-out on the show and getting access to a bunch of bonus episodes, you get entered into a draw to win a prize just like Joe did. And actually, last month's winner, Sean, I don't want to say your last name, Sean. Um, I probably said it in the draw video, but Sean R. Uh, has not gotten a hold of me. I've been trying to reach out to him. Apparently, he's no longer on Patreon, and I don't know if that's because he doesn't like the show, didn't like the value. Maybe something's going on in his personal life. Maybe his credit card expired, and he didn't update it for whatever reason. I have not heard from Sean. Sean, I'm putting it out here right now on February. By the time this episode goes live, I guess it'll be February 19th. Uh, you've got till the end of February to get a hold of me via some way. I'm going to try shooting you another message, and if I have not heard from you... By the end of February, then we are going to roll your prize draw over into the March draw, and then the March draw will be twice as big. So there's probably a lot of people involved in our Patreon that are not cheering for Sean to reach out to me to get his prize, but I, I've never had that happen. I don't really have like a rule book here. I don't remember the game industries to know how to deal with it, so I just figure that's the fairest way to do it. Sean's already had a month. He's got a couple more weeks, and otherwise we're giving it away. So Sean R., if you're listening to this, get a hold of me by February 29th. Otherwise, i got to give away your prize. And uh, speaking of the Patreon prizes, I was doing some math, and uh, and unless I screw up or screwed up, both of which are very possible, uh, episode one one hundred will be going live June tenth. It'll be going live in June, and we launched the Patreon last June as well. So they kind of collide very well. The one year of our Patreon launch going with episode 100 of the podcast will both be going on in June. My goal was to hit 20,000 downloads of the show by episode 100. And we're creeping up on 35,000 downloads and we still have 16 episodes to go. So we might hit 50,000 by episode 100. That would fucking... That might make me cry. Like, I had no idea that was even possible. So the point I'm trying to make is something big is coming to the Patreon prize this summer for our one-year Patreon anniversary and our 100-episode anniversary in June. Uh, I want to give away something big on our Patreon. And I don't want to say what it is quite yet because I got to see if I can afford it. It's going to take some cash and, you know, there's some logistics to shipping it and all that kind of stuff. But I want to give away something uh, pretty big. And I, yeah, so just patreon.com slash remember the game, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so there's your Patreon information. Congratulations, Joe, and all that good stuff. Sean, get a hold of me. Uh, and also, uh, you know, one of the things I'm proud of with this podcast over the last 84 episodes is like, you know, we've gotten to, we kind of got a little bit of a rapport now. You guys know how the intro is going to work. I'm going to do the like, what's up, everybody? My name is blah, blah, blah. And you guys know I drop my hint on Tuesday every week to tell you about it. And then I, and then on each episode, there's the format where I rambled and tell you what I've been playing. Then we talk about the show or the game or whatever that week. And then I thank everyone for listening. Uh, I've decided to add another piece to the Remember the Game folklore and make this a part of the show. Um, I, I've wanted to talk about Bubsy. Since I launched the show, I Bubsy One is a good fucking game, and if you've never played it, I mean it's not available anywhere. But I mean, it's worth like if you're into platformers and stuff like that, look up the ROM. It's fun. It's a fun game about a cool orange orange cat with a white T-shirt with an exclamation point on it who fights aliens and collects yarn balls. And then I had the second game as a kid, and I didn't hate it, even though I probably should have. Uh, and then ever since, he's just been in bad games. Like, there was Bubsy 3D, which is, like, historically one of the worst ones. There's a new Bubsy game that came out on Switch not long ago that has... It feels like it's been on sale since it came out. I've never... I haven't seen anyone talk about it or anything. And it sucks, because there's Sonic, and there's Mario, and there's and there's fucking Crash, and there's, and there's Rayman. And I just... I'm trying to think of, like, big name, like, platforming kind of mascot-y people. You know what I mean? And... There's no Bubsy. No one talks about Bubsy, and it's starting to piss me off. So I would like to officially announce that our new unofficial mascot of Remember the Game and the unofficial game of Remember the Game is Bubsy. Is Bubsy the orange cat? 
He is awesome. And I can't stress the unofficial part. None of this is sponsored. None of this is official. I have no uh, ties to Bubsy or whoever made Bubsy or whoever just uh, fucking did the voice of Bubsy or anything. I just, I'm sick of people shitting on that poor cat. I want Bubsy in Smash. And Bubsy is now the official character and the official game of the Remember the Game podcast. So what are we in here? Eight minutes. I've not said anything meaningful I've just ranted about Bubsy. Bubsy's fucking dude. Like, I, and you know what? Yeah, like if you if you like Bubsy or if you hate Bubsy, reach out to me on social media on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Uh, you can find us at Member the Game and let me know what your memories of Bubsy are because I think that cat is awesome and that's gonna become the new Mario sixty four except the opposite way. Because for anyone that's a veteran of the show, leading into episode fifty, I kept teasing how hard I was gonna shit on Mario sixty four. And then I actually didn't shit on it as hard as I wanted to when the game came out. Uh, but with Bubsy, eventually we're going to review it. And when we do, it is going to, like, it might be the second perfect 10. It is going to get smoke blown up its ass because I love Bubsy. So that's what's going on. I felt good. That was the behind-the-scenes house cleaning I had to do on the show. Now we're going to get into a little bit of gaming news because there's some big shit. Retro gaming news. Big shit going on that I've wanted to talk about on the show. I don't remember if I got too into it last week, but you're damn right I'm going to get into it this week. Uh, The Nintendo PlayStation is up for auction right now. And if you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? You did not hear that wrong. That is a real thing. Uh, I'll just give you like a real quick 15-second half-assed version of what happened with that. Way back in the Super Nintendo era, Nintendo and Sony had discussions about teaming up and putting out a CD, uh, like adapter, I guess you would call it, add-on, uh, maybe expansion, whatever, to the Super Nintendo created by Sony called the PlayStation. And then, uh, like, at the last minute and completely out of the blue, like a pro wrestling heel turn style thing, uh, Nintendo decided to go with Philips instead. And uh, if you don't know how that went, there's a reason. It didn't go anywhere other than some shitty Nintendo games on the Philips CDI, I think it was. You can look up the clips of the Zelda games. They're historically bad. It's awesome. Um, but Sony already had so much work put into this thing that they were like, well, then fuck you guys. We'll just release this as the PlayStation. And it kicked the Nintendo 64's ass. And 25 years later, Sony is still kicking Nintendo's ass. Although, I mean, I guess you could argue the Switch is battling back. But uh, Sony's the king. Sony is the Omar. Of if that's a wire reference, Sony is the king of gaming, and uh, until someone knocks them off, they're there, and they're there because Nintendo told them to go there. That's the very, very long and short of it. If you want a better uh, breakdown of everything that happened there, it's, I actually do recommend looking into it. It's actually quite an interesting story, but there's tons of YouTube videos and probably some other real good podcasts uh, that talk about it. That's not what this is, you guys know that, but anyway. So long and short of it, that's what happened. And uh, one of the prototypes is now up for auction. And it is. It's the Nintendo PlayStation. Uh, I've just looked it up. As of when I'm recording this, uh, it says that the current bid is $350,000. Yeah, $350,000. I do not know if that is the current bid. Or if that was what the bid started at and no one has bid on it. I can't seem to figure it out on the website. But, I mean, <laughs> it's a house. It's fucking, it's, and that's US, I believe. If that's 350K US, like I live in Canada, that's like half a million dollars here. Like, fuck. And like, I, and the thing about it is, I don't even know if that's crazy. I really don't know if that's bad because this hasn't happened. Like, when something's so rare, pops up for sale there's no real like the market isn't set like if i put a fucking a copy of uh, nintendo world championships or a wayne gretzky rookie card or fucking my car or something like that up for sale you can look up how much stuff like that is sold for in the past and then decide its value from there but this thing is so unique and there's so many crazy retro game collectors out there. Part of me, like, I would not be surprised at all if this thing hits half a million dollars. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a retro gaming collection expert. Uh, I'm not. I fucking, I don't even collect retro games anymore. I haven't done it in a long time. But this thing has been like one of those fabled items forever. And now it's up there for someone to own. And like I'll tell you, this is like a white whale. And this is one of those <laughs> this is one of those things. If I was and I am not rich. I am not rich. 
at all. But if I was, this is one of those things that I would buy. Like if I was one of those, you know, people who are worth like millions of dollars and just collect the stupidest shit or wear fucking $80,000 watches everywhere they go or have got a garage full of expensive fucking cars that are collector's items that they never drive just for the sake of spending all their money. This, that would be me. I would, I would have a Nintendo PlayStation and it would be set up. I don't even think it works. Someone asked me about that on Instagram the other day. And my understanding is that I could, I don't quote me. Don't fucking send me your angry emails. I mean, send me angry emails if you want, but just don't do it because of this. I, I don't think it plays any Sony or anything. I believe it can play Super Nintendo games. I believe. Uh, the most expensive fucking Super Nintendo. Like, you think retro games have gotten too expensive as it is. This would be the most expensive Super Nintendo you've ever fucking bought. So, it's pretty cool, man. It's an absolute gaming history. It's fucking really neat. I can't wait to see what the bidding ends at, if there is bids on it. Um... Let me just see right here. You can find it at Heritage Auctions. So just go to Heritage Auctions. Uh, I mean, I found it through Google. That's probably your best bet. But at Heritage Auctions, it's right here. It says, yeah, current bid, $350,000. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Your secret bid. Like, I could place a bid right now with bid increments. I don't fucking think so. My house isn't worth $350,000 for a fucking Super Nintendo. My girlfriend would... She wouldn't even kill me. She she wouldn't give me that satisfaction. She'd torture me. That's what she'd fucking do. It's pretty neat, man. And you know what's cool about it? Is it's one of those things I've wanted to talk about on the show for a long time. And I've kind of teased around it, but I've never done like a, an in-depth breakdown of it. I would love to know where gaming would be today if Nintendo and Sony had actually teamed up. Like if this thing had happened, where would Nintendo, where would the gaming landscape be 25 years later because i I, I mean, i'll be honest with you at one point i wanted to make this an actual episode of the show but uh it's just so hypothetical and i'm not historian enough i don't i don't have enough knowledge i you know go listen to one of the good shows if you want all that stuff um but i do love thinking about it just ask yourself ask yourself and instead of sony instead of the playstation coming out instead of the nintendo 64 coming out the way it did Sony Nintendo team up. I mean, because let's say that the the Super Nintendo has the CD adapter. So now Final Fantasy 7 maybe ends up coming out on this Nintendo PlayStation, right? Maybe the PlayStation 2 never happens. The Nintendo 64 never happens. Like then what happens to the Dreamcast? Because if the Dreamcast hadn't gone up against the PlayStation 2, it might have survived. Does it survive if it's up against the the, the Sony PlayStation or the Nintendo PlayStation? Right? Because I don't know the PS2, like don't get me wrong, the PS2 is is one of the like most historically successful systems of all time and with good cause. But like we're not stupid, right? Like the reason that thing really exploded was because it had a DVD player in it. That's why I bought my first one. Of course I played games and stuff on it, but I needed a DVD player. And if they're teamed up with Nintendo and Nintendo's calling the shots, maybe that thing never has a DVD player in it because Nintendo never does that stuff. I have a fucking Switch that's three years old laying four feet from me right now and I can't watch Netflix on it. And I can watch Netflix on my phone, my computer, my TV, my iPad, fucking everything. My Wii, I think, had Netflix. I think it did. Maybe it didn't pretty sure it did but anyway the point i'm making is nintendo never worries about that extra stuff i don't think they've ever put out a system that played dvds ever which is just a normal thing and nintendo doesn't do that so if the ps2 hadn't existed and hadn't had a dvd player would the dreamcast have died like i mean you got to think that the nintendo playstation would have been a beast but would a dreamcast have stood on its own would xbox exist right now would xbox even exist maybe they'd be the only system that's to me what I think about. Like they'd obviously be a juggernaut, right? Imagine a PlayStation 4 with all of Nintendo's games on it right now. And a portable version like the Switch. Nobody else could touch it. They'd be a complete monopoly of gaming. And frankly, I don't think that'd be good for any of us. And I like Sony and I like Nintendo. But like this is the best time ever to be a gamer. I'm telling you, maybe not obviously I think that retro games are still the golden era, that Super Nintendo era, but but like make no mistake you guys, the amount of video games that we all have access to right now and the way like Game Pass and PlayStation Now and sales and dig- like none of that stuff would exist if there was only one console, which might very well be what would be the case right now if Nintendo had not fucked Sony over. It's just it really is maybe the most important thing to have happened in gaming 
or maybe didn't have not happened. Like that day is so big. That is the WWE buys WCW day of video games. Because if WWE doesn't buy WCW, WWE Network might not exist. They might not have this complete stranglehold on the industry they have right now. And if Nintendo had not fucked over Sony, and instead of making them into their biggest opponent, they made them into their tag team partner, they're the mega powers. That's Hogan and the Warrior, and they fucking own the business. Maybe Sega's just dead right now. Maybe Xbox never existed. Maybe all of us are just playing the Sony Switch right now. And we're paying fucking $200 a game because nobody else exists to stand up to them. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast. And then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Lightning strikes the transmitter. Doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating. Which is why you need backup. Literally. In the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals. All for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click clacking away. Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. I love thinking about it. I sure hope that like what I'm rambling about makes sense because it's it just I can't stop thinking about that, you know? It's crazy. Fucking crazy. And then don't even get me started on like, you know, I, I put a note here in my show notes, but I'm not gonna get too into the wormhole of it right now. Like, what if Nintendo just went third party? Like, what if because I mean Sony kicked Nintendo's ass fucking hard, right? Nintendo has managed to they hang around they I mean the Wii bounced back and then the Wii U sucked and then the Switch bounced back. But like God, just imagine, like, oh, I don't know. If Nintendo had just gone third party, like, that's, like, Sega has done, where they just make games for everybody, right? Like, that's, anyway. What if Xbox was third party? What if this, the Nintendo PlayStation existed, and then Xbox was just like, well, Microsoft was like, there's no way we can fucking compete with them with a console, but let's make some games and get a piece of this pie, and then you could play. Imagine playing the Halo Master Chief Collection on your Sony Switch 5. <sighs> You, oh fuck! I guess gaming war right now would probably be it would be the it would be the this the the Nintendo PlayStation Six or whatever the fuck it is versus Steam and PC Master. I guess like the PC Master race that would be what the war is. Anyway, just fascinating to think about. I just anyway look it up if you want to know more about it. Look it up. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted. I'll let you know what the Sony PlayStation Nintendo console thingy ends up selling like at it's crazy just a wild just the craziest retro gaming news that's happened in a long time so speaking of nintendo and mistakes they've made uh my joy cons are fucked they are fucked and it's been a problem forever if you don't own a switch you've probably seen something about the switch the joy cons are those two little controllers that clasp onto the sides of like the tablet part of the switch and there's been more and more problems with them wandering on people particularly as they get old they wander uh, the left one that you would use to like steer your character most games in particular and i've been fighting with mine for over a year i would say now um and because it wasn't that bad i never wanted to send it in because i never wanted to lose the ability to play my switch but now it's gotten to the point where it's it's really fucking me around like i bought a game on my xbox this past weekend instead of my switch that i normally would have bought on my switch because i was like i want to play it and the fucking joysticks steer into the left is going to ruin the game for me i'll buy it on the system that works so i have submitted a ticket to nintendo to get it taken care of because at least to their credit 
Like they're owning it. They're owning it. They're fixing it. Uh, I believe it's for free. When I posted about it on Twitter, someone reached out to me and asked, are they doing it for free? I'm 90% sure. As I record this, I have received an email from Nintendo about how to open up a tip a ticket to get them fixed. I just haven't had time to open the ticket. So I'll let you guys know in the coming week or two how that goes. Um, it's frustrating because like they have the Pro Controller for the Switch, which is awesome. And anytime I play anything 3D, like Witcher 3, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart, even Smash, anything I play on my TV, uh, I, I use the Pro Controller. But anything that needs a D-pad like Celeste or Shovel Knight, any of the retro games or anything, it's completely fucked. And the D-pad on the Pro Controller, even after opening it up and fixing it myself, is still shit. And so it's like it's frustrating, and I think it hurts. It's going to hurt the Switch's legacy that the Joy-Cons became as big a problem as they were. But I think it's going to become, instead of it being a fucking black eye on the history of the Nintendo Switch, I think it's just going to be like uh, like a bruise. Well, I guess that's what a black eye is. It's well, what's the fucking less drastic than a black eye? A bloody nose. It'll be a bloody nose on the Nintendo Switch instead of a a permanent black eye because Nintendo's like, hey, we we we're sorry, we'll fix it. Send them to us, we'll fix it. We won't charge you for it. And my understanding, for the most part, is that most of the fixes seem to be working pretty well. So, I mean, when you look at like the Xbox Red Ring of Death and the PlayStation Three, I mean, that wasn't nearly as bad as the, the Red Ring of Death. Um, but the, the, some of the histories or some of the problems we've had in gaming history with consoles breaking and stuff like that, at least Nintendo is getting out front of it and being like, yep, sorry about that. We'll fix it. Here you go. So, so I'll be sending it in. I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, it sucks though that I can't play my switch right now. It's frustrating. Uh, and you might be wondering after that super long rambly intro, what have I been playing over the last seven days? Well, I am going to tell you right after this. Hey geeks, I love video games, and I also love pro wrestling. And after hyping it up for about a year and a half now, my new wrestling podcast is here. Wrestling with Wrestling. It looks at the workings of WWE, NXT, AEW, and whatever else I want from the world of the squared circle. Give it a shot. Search for Adam Blank Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WWWrestlingPod. P-O-D will follow you back. Check it out. Just quickly on that Wrestling with Wrestling promo. You can still check the show out. New episodes are still going to be coming. It's not a weekly thing anymore. I posted about it on the Instagram and stuff. I, I just It's just too big of schedule conflict to record. Remember the game I can keep in my locker and then just throw one out every week. Whereas Wrestling with Wrestling has got to be current. Plus, I need to watch fucking, what, three, five, seven, nine hours of wrestling a week without pay-per-views. I just don't have time. So it's become a passion thing. I'm just going to put it up whenever I've got time to talk about it. So just quickly, thanks for the support. Check it out. If you're interested, new episodes will be coming whenever they feel like coming, all right? What have I been playing over the last seven days? Uh, So much. So much. Like, considering how much comedy I've had in the last week, I have been playing games every chance I've had. I've been bringing Xbox and stuff on the road with me. Just been fucking grinding. Uh, I, so to start it off, I finished Resident Evil 3. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned that last week. I know I mentioned I was playing it. Uh, but I finished it uh, on my PlayStation Classic, my hacked PlayStation Classic. Uh, pretty solid, man. Pretty solid game. There's definitely an episode coming on it. I can't wait to play the remakes because uh, I haven't played Resident Evil 2's remake yet either. And I've heard it's brilliant and I, play, I promise I will play it. Um, but I have played the first five now, the official releases of them, no remakes or anything. I haven't played a five in a long time, but just quickly off the top of my head, my unofficial Resident Evil rankings, depending on the mood I'm in from best to worst, uh, four, two, five, three, one. Uh, I like, and listen, they're all good just because one's near the end. Doesn't mean I hate it. I like all five of those games. I just, I liked Resident Evil five. I like that action style, maybe a little bit more, but I get how if you're a traditionalist, maybe it got too far away. But anyway, fucking really good game. Enjoyed it. Expect an episode on that in the coming months. Uh, I've been plugging away at The Witcher 3 on my Switch. As you know, it is very distracting because it is so fucking big. And I'm just refusing to let that bother me anymore. I just play it whenever I want to. And if I eventually, someday, maybe it'll be like 2022. But eventually, someday, I will finish Witcher 3. Uh, not anytime soon because my fucking Switch is broken. I got to send in my goddamn Joy-Cons. And speaking of that, the game that made me realize just how big of an issue it was becoming is I picked up the Mega Man X collection for my Switch this week because it was on sale. 
Um, partially for research for an upcoming episode. We already covered Mega Man X way back at like episode 10 or something. Uh, but there's still a couple more Mega Man X games out there that are worth talking about. Uh, so partially for research and partially just because I love playing Mega Man. But it's just jerking me around so hard with the Joy-Cons. It's constantly pulling Mega Man to the left. And fuck, like, <laughs> I'm sure 90% of the people listening to this at some point have played a Mega Man game. Those are not games where you can fuck around with your controls and run around and not worry about it. You will die. So uh, I have intentions of playing through the Mega Man X collection once I get my Joy-Cons back. Uh, which brings me to the game that I mentioned earlier I bought on my Xbox instead of my Switch, even though I wanted to buy it on my Switch, and that is uh, Sonic Mania. Uh, yeah, kind of fits in. Oh, I just heard... I thought someone just like tried to break into my house, but it's a car alarm outside. Never mind. Apparently my house sounds like a muted car alarm. Um, Sonic Mania. It was It's on sale for 10 bucks Canadian right now on the Switch and on the Xbox One. Uh, it was free for the last weekend on Xbox, so I tried it. I liked it so much that I marathoned the fuck out of it. Any chance I got and at least finished one playthrough is Sonic. There's more playthroughs to be had. I bought it right away. Uh, but I bought it for my Xbox instead of my Switch because of the Joy-Cons, so Nintendo cost yourself 10 bucks there, fuckers. Um, expect a review of it next month. I'm thinking that's going to be our Patreon current retro game review next month. It's going to be Sonic Mania. And just a quick spoiler, if you don't like Sonic games, uh, neither do I, and I rushed out and bought this one, so there you go. And then just finally, I wanted to play Halo 2. Uh, partially because I've been jonesing to play a shooter and partially because I thought like if we're going to be doing an episode on Halo 2 it's just a matter of when and I haven't played that game's campaign probably since Halo came, Halo 2 came out and so I was like you know what I'm going to play through it on the Master Chief Collection and then I saw it on there and was like well I should really play the original Halo first if I want to remember how the story goes and uh, god damn like that's why I bought that Xbox One is for experiences like that I'm enjoying the fuck out of the Master Chief Collection, and playing through the Halo games for the first time in in forever. Uh, that first Halo, I have so many memories of trying to beat that game on Legendary, the campaign with my friends, and just... So anyway, that's... that's So yeah, in seven days, Resident Evil 3, the Mega Man X Collection, The Witcher 3, Sonic Mania, and the Halo games. All the shit I've been playing, so good. So that's what I've been playing this week. Uh, like literally any moment I've had, I've been firing up a video game. Any downtime I've had at all. Bring my Xbox on the road. And you know what? I'm doing it for you guys. All right? I'm doing it for, for this podcast and for the love of the game. Don't think that I'm doing it because I like playing games. I don't even want to play. It, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. I have a problem. Um, so that's what I've been playing over the last week. Uh, that's enough about that. Let's talk about what I've been watching over the last week for episode 84 of the show as we're fucking like half an hour into this thing sonic the hedgehog the movie um i'm not using any official music because i don't want to get sued and it's very modern music and i know someone finding it on fucking youtube or something and yelling at me so i'm gonna be using some classic music i am rolling solo this week i am gonna cue some classic music and i'm gonna tell you guys all about sonic the hedgehog the movie i saw sonic i liked sonic and i'm gonna tell you why spoiler free right now this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. 
Okay, so uh, like I mentioned off the top, you guys, uh, this is not a movie podcast. I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't know anything about movies or how they're made or what makes them good or bad or Oscars or or Gemini's or whatever the fuck they win for awards. Uh, just quickly, if you want to listen to a good video game or movie podcast, one of the ones I would suggest is uh, Movie Epidemic, who's hosted, co-hosted by Bradley McHugh, who's alumni here at Remember the Game, and it's really good, so check that out, Movie Epidemic, if you want a movie podcast, all right? All that said, all I know is that I like video games, I've always liked Sonic the character, and once I started seeing how good the reviews were for this movie, I was like, you know what, I am going to give this a chance, because we all know... Video game movies usually suck. I don't think I'm saying anything controversial at all by pointing that out. They are usually fucking terrible, okay? But Sonic is cool. And listen, here's the thing. I'm an, I've, I've talked about it on the show before, all right? I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I wave that Nintendo flag proudly. You all know it. I don't think I've ever hidden that fact that I love Nintendo. I did not grow up with a Sega Genesis. I've always liked Sonic. He's just... I know that, like, his gimmick when Sega came up with him was to make him cool. But, like, he is... He is cool, isn't he? He looks cool. He's got that attitude. His games look cool and bright and colorful. They're not always fun, but that's for a different day. You can listen to some previous Sonic episodes on here if you'd like to. But like, I've always liked him. I always I watch his cartoon. I used to buy his comics. I've always liked him. Frankly, um, and boy, there's Nintendo fanboys that would string me up for this. He's cooler than Mario. He, I mean, Mario is fucking awesome. He's my man. I love his games, but Sonic's cooler. He's maybe he's not cooler than Bubsy. I don't know about that, but he's fucking cool. So uh, I wanted to see what they were gonna do with him in this movie. And like I said, we all know that the bar is low, fucking very low. Most video game movies suck. Case in point, Mario, which we've got an episode coming up on. That one is recorded. That'll be our second ever movie episode. A Mario Brothers movie episode is locked and loaded. I just haven't put it up yet. Uh, but they set the bar fucking low, right? And it's so frustrating to me. It's here comes a rant. It's so frustrating that they fuck up video game podcast or video game. <laughs> I fuck up. <sighs> I see the irony in ranting about somebody fucking up and then fucking up a video game podcast. But anyway, uh, it's so frustrating that they fuck up video game movies because the story is written. The story's written, the characters are developed, they exist. Most of the people going to see your movie already know who they are. Just take our video game and put it on the big screen. Just take it, put in a bunch of special effects, put it on a movie. We don't need a fancy storyline. We don't need you to get too in-depth. Just fucking do it. Comic books finally figured it out. The comic book storylines were already written. Let's just make it into a movie. That's all we want out of video game movies. Just take all the stuff from our video game and put it fancy and cool and shit on the fucking TV. That's all you have to do. And nobody seems to be able to figure out how to fucking do that. Case in point, Mario Brothers. But fortunately for everybody, Sega did. They did it. They did it so well. Like, God damn it. They did it so well. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that Sonic the Hedgehog is going to win a Grammy or whatever the fuck the movie awards are. That's not going to happen. It's not going to be the best picture. No one's going to talk about what a critically acclaimed masterpiece of storytelling Sonic the Hedgehog is. But it's just exactly what we all wanted it to be. They took this cool character that so many of us grew up with and they made him into a real life movie and they took a ton of shit from the movie or from the games and put it in the movie and was just like, here's a blatant piece of fan service. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. And you know what's crazy? Here's the thing. And I never would have thought I would say this 20 years ago. Sega has the best classic console on the market. Sega has got the best movie on the market. All about video games. Sega, I wouldn't say they've absolutely fed Nintendo their lunch when it comes to the classic console, but the bottom line is, for my money, they just made the best video game movie that's ever existed, and I'm looking at all my classic consoles sitting over there on the shelf, and my Sega Genesis is the best one. Uh, Tip of the hat to Sega. They died. They died a long time ago, as far as being a first-party, hardware-developing juggernaut in the gaming business, right? And we all know there's tons of episodes about that on everybody else's podcast and everything. They died because of the terrible decisions they made in the 90s, where they released 46 adapters and consoles for, like, three different systems, and it was too much. And then by the time the Dreamcast came out, it was too late. And you know what? It's frustrating because, well, it may not have been completely noticeable with all those stupid ideas. With the last few things Sega's done, you can see the love the passion, and the heart that they put into their products. And that has always been Nintendo's claim to fame, and I'm really starting to see it with Sega. 
I'm so happy for them with this movie, and I'm happy with them with that classic console. And I don't mean to keep going back to the classic console, but it's just those are the two most recent things I could think of that Sega has done, and they've both been fucking great. Great. And you know what? You know where it starts? The whole concept? The redesign of Sonic. Right? Because we all remember how he looked when the ad started coming out to that movie with that fucking Gangster's Paradise song to the trailer. And he looked like the kid from Jumanji when he starts turning into a monkey and he just looks shitty and we all crapped on it and Sega heard it. Or I don't know. The thing is, listen, I'm sitting here sucking Sega's dick. I don't even know if it's Sega. For all I know, Sega sold the rights to Sonic to some guy named Ed and Ed is the one responsible for this. So if I'm wrong, that's fine. Again, I don't do research. This isn't a fucking historian movie, all right? But all, all I know is that Sega heard the backlash from everyone being like, hey, Sonic looks like shit. We're writing this movie off before it even comes out. And I and I think they delayed the movie. I'm not 100% sure on that. But I think they delayed the movie and they redesigned Sonic. And you know what that was? And I wish more fucking companies would do this. And I'm not just talking to like any like fucking Nintendo and, and Amazon and Walmart and fucking everybody. Listen to what your consumers are saying. Listen to what they want in their product and then give them what they want. And if you do that, we'll give you our money and we'll prop up your product. And that's exactly what happened with this movie. When the redesigned Sonic came out, nobody was complaining because we were like, that looks pretty dope. You took Sonic and made him look like Sonic instead of a fucking weird monkey kid. That's all you had to do. Just listen to what your fans want and give them what they're asking for. I gave you my money today and I have no problem with it, you guys. Sonic looks awesome. There is not one point through that entire movie that I thought he looked dumb or cheesy or hacky or faked or forced or anything. He plays into the real world perfectly in this movie. Just fucking perfect. He never looks out of place. And I get that he's a... a, a at heart, he's like a 16-bit pixelated blue hedgehog. But standing next to all these people, he looked like that pixelated hedgehog without looking fake and phony and not... And look, and not he didn't look out of place. He just, I love the design of him. So that's the first props I'm giving to the movie. Sonic looked awesome. And he sounded great. They nailed his character, in my opinion. Okay? He's not the most deep, layered, fucking internal struggle fucking i don't I, I don't even know any good movies to fucking green mile fucking guy i don't know i, I he's, he's not a deep character okay he's just this fucking hedgehog that can run really fast and has a cool attitude and they they did from my opinion they did a fine job of balancing it between making him the cool guy with a little bit of attitude and making him likable because i think if they had leaned too hard into trying to make him the cool counterpoint to Mario that he was originally designed to be, I think it would have come across as forced and fake. Uh, but it doesn't. There's points where he seems like a cool guy. Parts he seems like a little kid. He's got this adventurous. He knows he's got this power. He's likable. You're always cheering for him. There's a few sympathetic moments. Nailed his character. So that's two for two. Two for two in this movie. He looks good and he sounds like Sonic. And like he appears to be Sonic. Okay? And you can argue that the Mario movie got this far correctly all right i don't care what anyone says mario and luigi looked good in that movie they were easy to cheer for they were likable they were plumbers okay fucking rights but this is where the um this is where sonic tips the scales that's what i'm trying to say this is oh similarities that's the word ah i'm good at this this is where the similarities end because sega got the villain right too all right dr robotnik is awesome in this movie and first of all it's robotnik it's not Eggman. And as soon as I saw it in a commercial, I love that. Because I have always hated that everyone calls him Dr. Eggman now when it was fucking Dr. Robotnik. But you know what? They reference Eggman in a perfect way. He's Dr. Robotnik, but they tease Eggman in it just a little bit. I love that. He's not fat, but that I can get past the, the change of his physical appearance. Jim Carrey is so awesome as Robotnik that it doesn't matter. He's vintage Jim Carrey. We all love him. And they might have hinted it later he'll become fat Robotnik in like a sequel. Uh, so so that's three that's three for three, okay? Because now you've got a villain, you've got a hero we like, and you've got two guys that look like the roles they're supposed to be playing. Sonic's got a human pal in it. Uh, I could take or leave him. I don't really care about him, but I guess for the sake of the story, they needed him there. Uh, I mean, I guess if the whole story had just been Sonic versus Robotnik in this human world, 
might have seemed a little bit weird. The I guess he needs a human pal for like the for the storyline. He's fine. He doesn't take away the movie, but I will say any scene that it was just I want to say his name is Tom. It's Tim or Tom. No, I think it's Tom. Anyway, any scene I think there's actually a joke about that in the movie where they can't remember his name. Um any scene where it's just Tom, I didn't really care. When it was Jim Carrey as Robotnik or when it was Sonic or when it was both of them, I was into it. When it was just Tom, I was like, dude, nobody gives a fuck about you. Get us back to Sonic. That's who we're here to see. So, anyway. And and I don't think it's spoiling anything. Uh, by I don't think it's spoiling anything by saying that at the end of the day, the movie is Sonic versus Robotnik and you're going to get the big fight at the end like it's and the big stare down and it's and that's perfect. It's not the deepest story in the world at all with this movie. Frankly, it's just deep enough for my opinion. They give a touch of backstory on Sonic, explain why he's in a human planet and then he's got a reason to be doing what he's doing and it's good enough. That's all we need. It's a good thing. I don't want a super deep convoluted story in my video game movies. I don't need that fucking mario movie which again i'm gonna save my rants for for the episode that's upcoming about it but there's some fucking rants how it should have just been mario luigi saving the princess from bowser and that's all sonic movie should have been it should be sonic fighting robotnik with some golden rings floating around and that's all it was that's all we fucking needed right you could have maybe argued that robotnik was using animals and turning them into robots and stuff because i think that's what they were doing i think that's what they were doing in the games Cause yeah, that's every every time you beat a level, you released a bunch of animals out of like a machine. Cause I think they were in the machine to get turned into robots by uh, Robotnik. So I guess maybe you could have put that in there, but I didn't care. I didn't notice. Like I didn't miss it enough to be upset about it. So um, the thing about it is, I will say, like if you're not, if you if you, if you don't know anything about Sonic, you didn't grow up gaming. If you didn't grow up playing those games, and I don't even mean you need you don't need to know. You don't need to know the whole backstory of Sonic or any of that stuff. Just if you don't know who he is and who Robotnik is and what he's all about. I can see how maybe this movie wouldn't scratch your itch because it's not that deep. It's not a fucking in-depth story or any of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I liked it. It was a cool video game character come to life on a big screen with a ton of shout-outs to the video games, and that is all I needed out of my movie. I'm 36 years old, and I was entertained. I was entertained just by seeing Sonic come to life. Like I walked out of there feeling like I didn't waste my money. There were a bunch of kids in the theater where we were watching it and they all seemed to be enjoying it. I haven't seen a lot of adults complaining about it, particularly gamers that I've talked to seem to have really liked it. Mark McHugh, remember the game uh, Future Hall of Famer has given it a glowing recommendation and I feel the same way. Like, and that's all I, like as a casual movie goer, that's all I want. I just want to walk out of there and be like, well, that was fun. Like, that's all, right? And I don't think I'm alone in that. Like, that's all I want out of my movies. That's why I like superhero movies and stuff. Just let me walk out and be like, you know what? That was a good time for two hours or whatever the fuck it was. And I felt like that was Sonic. It was just good enough. At 36, I found some of the jokes a little cheesy, but I understand that you've got to walk a fine line between making it appeal to kids and making it appeal to giant man children like me that grew up with your video games. So, uh... Some people have teased maybe they do like a Smash Cinematic Universe like Marvel has done with like, you know, now you've got Sonic, you got Detective Pikachu, there's a Mario movie coming out, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, I, I don't think that's where the plan is headed and I hope it isn't. We don't need that. I'm good. Just leave them separate like this, you know, like and quite frankly, listen, I haven't seen Detective Pikachu. Apparently it's pretty good. I thought Sonic was rad. How about you get a few more video game movies right before we worry about doing this big mashup for a trillion dollars? Let's get the Mario Brothers movie right. Then we'll worry about comparing or fucking putting him in a world with Detective Pikachu and Sonic. So I'm good. Just keep them like this. Keep them simple. Keep them fun. Just take my video game, make it into a movie, and I'm fucking happy. And throw in fan service, okay? And I guess if there are going to be spoilers in the podcast, they're right now. So just FYI, nothing to do with the plot. Nothing to do with the storylines. I'm just going to point out some of the things that I saw that were clear nods to the game. And so I guess if you want to be able to see them all for yourself, skip forward for about the next two and a half minutes because I'm going to rant some off right now, okay? Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I wasn't going to be one of those guys that takes his phone out of his pocket and tweets and types and shit during the movie because we all want to punch those guys in their neck beards. So I took my phone out as soon as the movie ended while the credits were starting to roll and just started scribbling down every little thing I know I noticed, okay? Now, keep in mind, I'm not even that big a Sega fan, like I again, like I I mean I like the concept of Sonic. I didn't play all the games growing up, so I'm sure there's stuff that I missed. But even as a casual Sega player, I noticed all of these nods to Sega. And again, spoilers for the next minute or so. 
Uh, Knuckles himself is not there, but the Ech- Ech- Echnidas, Echnidas, whatever, the, I don't know how to say the fucking, whatever the fuck on it, Knuckles is supposed to be. Those red creatures with the dreadlocks and stuff. Those guys are in the movie, which is pretty cool. When Sonic, there's a point where he takes a fall and rings crash everywhere, and it felt like the game where they had the sound in and stuff of all the rings crashing all over. But it never, and that's the thing with all these, is none of them feel forced or hacky or cheap or anything. Sonic and Robotnik are fighting, and he's like, when he's fighting, like, I don't think that's spoiling anything. You all expected them to fight. When they're fighting, and he's in the machine he just keeps hitting the machine and then the machine's getting ready to blow up just like a classic boss fight in any other Sonic games I love that they reference Eggman but they don't call him Eggman they call him Robotnik they explain where Sonic gets his red shoes from because I noticed at the beginning he's not wearing his trademark red shoes but they explain where those come from he mentions extra lives at one point which is cool there's references to all the music well not all the music but at least a couple of the songs in like a more modern version there's also references to some of the classic level names which is really rad he eats chili dogs at one point point points that out which if you don't remember he used to love to eat in the cartoon and stuff which is really cool uh there's a point where sonic is just tapping his foot and looking at the camera with a little bit of attitude which i fucking love because that's what he does when you pause the game he just stands there and looks all those are just little nods that the mario brothers movie should have had but fucking did it but the sonic movie did and that's fan service and that's part of the reason i walk out of there happy to have given you my money because you gave me what i wanted all the little nodes and you put them in and without any spoilers there's a post credit scene that's fucking awesome and worth checking out. No spoiler, nothing. Fucking check it out. So awesome. And I'm sure I missed some stuff. That's just the stuff that came to the top of my head when I walked out of there. A tip of my Nintendo Mario-laden cap, Sega. That was fantastic. I enjoyed that movie. I want a sequel. I expect a sequel. And I look forward to a sequel. I will be going to see it. I'm glad it's getting good reviews. And the bar is set, Mario Brothers movie. Don't fuck this up again. All right, I'm supposed to be on your side, and I'm pretty close to fucking switching to the other side of the fence here. You'd better not fuck this up. I give the Sonic movie 85 out of 100 gold rings. Very thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'll be honest with you guys. Sonic Mania has been awesome. The Genesis Classic is over there. The movie's been wicked. All that shit has me wondering, like, what would happen if Sega tried again? Well, they won't, right? Like, we've already got three consoles, plus whatever the fuck that Google thing is, plus PC Master Race. But, like, but what if... Like, what if at E3 this year, Sega came out and dropped the new console? Like, would you trust them? Has enough time gone by? Would you trust them? Because I'll be honest with you. They've earned my trust and my money. I would. I would at least consider it. Fuck that. That's a whole topic for another day. What if Sega dropped a new console today? Anyway, fucking great job, Sega. You guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was just me rambling for way too fucking long. Um, Again, Check out some good movie podcasts. If you want to listen to some good talk about the, if you want to like some actual like in-depth reviews of movies, uh, my suggestion is Movie Epidemic. There's tons of them out there. Go check them out. I'll be back next week with episode 85 of the show where we'll be back to talking about a video game. I just haven't figured out what one yet. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a good review if you can. Please tell a friend if you can. Patreon.com slash remember the game. It's only two bucks a month and I'll talk to you guys again later. Take it easy. Cheers. <laughs>